And it's been a while, but yeah, she does like the, I'm gonna get out there. I'm gonna do my part. She works with like refugees. And, uh, oh, yeah, it's a lot of refugees in there. More, almost as many refugees as our actual Lebanese people. For real? Yeah. Dang. 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 Syrians. Safe haven. You know. Interesting. You know, they've done a good job staying out of conflict. They have internal turmoil but they stay out of, they stay out of conflict generally they say we're not in the international shit <laughs> they got too much we just fight with each other there is a beautiful place beautiful place gorgeous i bet man i'd love to take a trip out there someday that'd be sick yeah i'm gonna definitely move out there eventually eventually but i was raised in america, so. when'd you come from lebanon Dude, you know i was actually born in america um my parents immigrated hold on hold on they hold said, on, whoa man. whoa whoa on, save the goods uh, but getting but, getting ahead of ourselves yeah but um i still claim it though yeah because i just showed up here you know you didn't have a lot of actually colin you got the time like, i'm just here now time I just like showed up here right wait are we rolling right now yes really we on that IG. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, how long has this been going on for? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> whole life story. That's some real shit, though. This is that whole life story shit, bro. I would have said that anyway. Facts. All right, I'm ready to get this party started. Let's go. Party. They better put their seatbelts on. Party. Oh, damn. Sorry. Um, Wolverine. Let's go. All right, uh, Wolverine is probably one of my favorite Marvel superheroes. Um, he has one of the coolest uh, traits. He can heal himself. When I would play Marvel superheroes on PlayStation 1, yeah. I would play with fucking Wolverine every fucking time. He had this crazy-ass claw barrage. I forget what the move was called. But uh, Wolverine is that guy, even though I probably haven't even seen one of the official movies. I think I've seen one of them, actually. What? Yeah. That's it. Got that adamantium. Is that stronger yeah. than uh, what's the stuff from uh, from Black Panther? Vibranium. Vibranium. Which wins, vibranium or adamantium? Mm -hmm. Did they ever let that crossover happen? That's tough, man. I don't I know. I would say vibranium. It sounds personally. slick. Yeah. But adamantium grows back, so. Wolverine oh, makes a good boot too. I don't know if you ever mess with them boys. You go I, try and get you a work boot. Go get you some Wolverines. Oh, Bam. I heard of Wolverines. I've actually seen them. Uh, right. Somewhere. You ever yeah. encountered one in real life? I hope not. Yeah, I hope yeah. they'll fuck you <laughs> up, right? <laughs> it's like I hope I haven't. <laughs> they don't even know that if there's I, like a whole franchise about them. If I encounter one, you, you probably ain't gonna see me again for a little bit because I'm be in the emergency room recovering and something like that, living it up. All right, I've got. Will they try to eat you? Probably. Mm. I wouldn't be shocked at it. And speaking of uh, being shocked by stuff, actually, it's nothing to do being shocked. I got steroids. <laughs> steroids. Um, <laughs> so we're ready. Boom. Yeah. Bam. So, steroids are not the best. I mean, if you need them, you know, I'm not really going to hate on it if that's your wave. You're trying to, like, hit Mr. America. You're trying to flex on him and win a bodybuilding competition. Do what you got to do. But I hear a lot of uh, negative impacts come from steroids. I'm not trying to have my testosterone levels out of whack. I'm already not at the age where I'm trying to manage that. So, if I do some steroids right now and my voice get high, I get a little bit, like... My frame look a little funny and all that. I'm not going to be in a good shape. So I'm not the one for steroids. Said past the time. Don't do steroids, kids. It's bad Dude, for protein, you. Dude, fuck. Whey protein. So I put something from here. I got 30 seconds to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. All right. I'm not going to look. It's all on you. All right. Seafood. Damn. Nice. Me, Seafood. Hell yeah. I was pescatarian for two years. I nice. was only eating things from the, from the sea. Nice. My homie told me once that he, he said that fish were bugs. 
and therefore it's okay to eat them like because he was like on that not eating animals tip and that that's that sold to me you know i was like yeah crabs shrimp all kinds of bugs but i recently just got back into eating chicken it's been cool but red meat i can't do it no red meat. <laughs> seafood it's like they're a different type of earthling uh-huh. you know they're not on the land like us so i was chomping that up <laughs> he said I was, I was chomping it up i was chomping up that don't Tilapia, mind me yeah salmon nah i fuck with uh fish the long way man that's yeah. wild Some i just started eating chicken again too man oh, really yeah, yeah, yeah. What, was your, what was like what's like your go-to chicken dish uh now that you're back in the game you know what uh, it's not very like fancy or crazy actually we went to go uh try our uh favorite bur- it's like bourbon pecan chicken from this place mm. called root cellar in san marcus you might not you might know about cellar? it Ooh. it's called root cellar it's, it's a good spot it's bourbon pecan chicken it's like they glaze this fucking crazy ass good. shit over of mm. fucking chicken breast and then they give it to you with um you know fried asparagus mashed potatoes Ooh. the whole the whole little thing the bourbon but, makes sense the pecan is like they're switching it up yeah changing the game man oh. but uh honestly what did it was wingstop though Mm. <laughs> Wingstop broke the seal. Yeah, yeah, we're I like, fuck it. Let's just get some Wingstop. Let's man. just go to Wingstop. Yeah. I haven't been back since they did it. Dude, they got the they they got the fifteen dollars. You you pay like fifteen dollars for like twenty wings, bro. And then like fifteen for twenty. Yeah, yeah man, like fifteen ninety nine. It's like the wow. boneless meal deal or something like that. You like the boneless ones. I need to go. With yeah, I go with the boneless. I like the boneless too. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah, for like, sure. Oh, you need the boneless, huh? Yeah. You might want to pull your mic down some of just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, can you hear me right now? A skosh. Yeah, I could, I could hear you the whole just time. A little bit better? Yeah, man. Just a skosh. All right, man. Well, y'all ready to get this party started? The second, again? <laughs> Once again. Party, we're going to the after party now. Once again. Yeah, this is the after party already. Hey, That's how we do it on the loose cannon <laughs> We party after parties beforehand. All right, all right, all right, y'all. Coming in hot, it's the Loose Cannon Show. Yo. My name's Shelly Nix. I'm a little buzzed right now, if you can't tell. Feeling it. Um, With the homies. How you doing, bro? I'm living, man. My name is Dylan Harkins. We up here on that Loose Cannon SHO dub, living the life that we were supposed to, apparently. <laughs> and we out here, we got us a we got us a pretty special, spectacular, snazzy guest on here, hey, man. I'm, I'm stoked as can be. Uh, I think it's about time. We make us a little round of applause for that man. What's up, y'all? My name is Free Hamzy. It's good to meet you. I'm an artist from Lebanon, but I reside in Austin, Texas. Um, I'm a rapper. I run a studio in the city. I'm a farmer. I'm a fortune teller. Man. I'm a tarot card reader. I'm a what else do I do? That's a lot of hats, bro. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> uh, you uh, you said tarot card reader? Yes. Man, I think absolutely. I picked up a deck of tarot cards over at my homie Jordan's crib. I Ooh. went there like on Sunday, I think, and I had to ask him like, <laughs> I was like, is this? I don't, I, you know, I don't want to like just play with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was yeah, like, yo, is it like bad luck to like just pick them up and kind of like look at them? <laughs> yeah, That's cheating. Because you know they absorb energy. That's like the point. And they also are like, it's like, it's like the Pokemon belonging to the trainer you know what I yeah mean? It's like you don't want to just go pick somebody's pokemon up so it's what like, you doing my pokemon bro gotta, it's that's got a special mine. connection between the cards and the seer you know what i mean so generally pokemon's a crazy concept how they just like go domestic like they basically just go out and like domesticate these like wild creatures and then make yeah. them their own and fight them yeah it's <laughs> sus. they always seem happy i guess it's fire it's, it's, <laughs> dude, it, it's fire for like an anime style cartoon you know what i'm saying but like you know i appreciate that they don't i think die. it's dope they just faint yeah, right. yeah. No, and like, where do they go when they go in the ball? Charmander almost died. 
Oh, I think I remember the episode. But it wasn't because he was getting fought, though. It no, was just because they tried to kill. Uh, didn't they try to kill Ash? They turned him to stone. Mewtwo, yep. Like Mewtwo turned him to stone. Everybody was crying. And then the tears. Mewtwo had to go though, bro. Like, brought him back to life or something like that. My man said I was crying. I think that was the first movie Blink. I ever saw in the theaters in my life. And wow. I was like, bro, what is this emotional roller coaster? Like Mewtwo's mu- movie? Was it called? I think it was the uh, first Pokemon movie. Pokemon 2000. Oh, 2000. Yeah, yeah. 2000. Yeah, like 2000. Like 2K as fuck, bro. Somebody got to do a Pokemon 2000 theme party or something. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, and I remember just being like so emotionally distraught. And then like he came Heart back to life you. and it was like all good. And I was like six years old. I'm like, why did this it's, make me feel it's heavy. this stuff? Like, <laughs> introduction to film and stories. Like introduction yeah. to <laughs> heartbreak. Like, the kids' books I'm reading are not at this level. Not quite. <laughs> Well, guys, um, as you heard before, we got Free Hamzy on the show. Free Hamzy. We got the the Lebanese green alchemist in this bitch. He just put out a project uh, called Green Alchemy. Was it like a couple months ago, you said? Yeah, it was in March. Nice, nice, nice. It's an awesome project. Y'all should go check it out. Big fire. Uh, It's really, really cool. Um, Has some really cool features on there. Uh, one yeah. that stood out to me was Chucky Black for sure. That he man, was like just guy. like fucking throwing a fit on the song, bro. It's crazy. And I, I love that kind of style of rap when people just kind of like don't really rega- like have any regard for like you know the the pocket that everybody else raps in. You know what I'm saying? Traditional pocket. He mm-hmm. just kind of like bounces all over the place and like just and gets his shit off. Is. It's awesome. He doesn't yeah. force it either. He's not trying to be different. Yeah. It's just yeah, how yeah. he approaches the craft. Yeah, exactly. And so this is me. Sorry. And he just sharpens his sword like every day. Yeah. I love having him in the studio because you know he's about to do something that like, you know you wouldn't expect. Yeah. And he's about to like be vulnerable with it too, which a lot of artists, you know, they're hesitant to do that. They want to catch a certain style that they think people can vibe <laughs> to and they think that people don't want to vibe to mm. being personal or being vulnerable with your with your music but in reality that's what people connect to honestly yeah, more man. than anything else so i really respect him for that too it's all the features went crazy and i was like looking at the lineup and i did like a release show for it uh-huh like a couple months i after. remember that yeah, yeah 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 and i had all the people that were involved in the show which is i had dc for prez on there i had golfway on there Muhammad Ukeme was on there they all had two features you can't each. yeah you can't make goes crazy Sick. also a very interesting and very unique artist I and seen then, him. I uh, seen him a lot. Uh, usually, like on that album, like twice, two or three yeah, times. Yeah, he was twice. on FFPA, which is Future Farmers of Post America. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. That stands for nice. Barred out on that one. He went crazy. <laughs> Barred out, and then he was on Sunday, which is like the last song. Yeah, it's like that's the, a really that's good like song. The emotional, smooth outro. You know I love I mean? you know, that song. Produced by Glenn the Sand. That was a very unique beat, and it was such an outro song. You know what I mean? It just like had such a specific feel. And I was like, I could it's end cozy. with a bang or I could end it with like a sunrise, you know? Like, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what it felt like to me. It was like the sun coming back up. After, you love it. After it set on the project and the trajectory of it. And I and I gave uh, Ukeme the final verse. He closed it out. Mm-hmm. And I was really happy about that because he's been inspiring me for years. Nice. And um, I just can't wait to make more music with all these people. There's also yeah. Muddy Maya on the tape. He's from Atlanta. Who? She is up next. Muddy Maya. Muddy Maya. Okay, yeah, yeah I seen it. She's about to yeah. drop new tape, Muddy World 2 incredible rapper incredible artist um and that was the only feature i had from outside of texas and then the production was everywhere shout out paris aiden shout out auto beats shout out gulfway shout out me i co-produced <laughs> shout out me real quick yeah <laughs> hell yeah bro. cash cash you know um shout out memphis money bags really love it from pockets all over the country wow. which i appreciate it was just like quite a gathering all these different wow. scenes and i was just searching for the songs the beats the sounds that i liked and that i enjoyed and it all came together. 
Nice, it sure nice. seems like it, man. I still bump that shit every couple of weeks. So I'll spin it back and just be like, let me see how I feel about this now. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. You might hear like another two, three weeks down the line. You're like, I didn't even realize I did that. And mm-hmm. then it just some little stick out. And you're just like, man, Gotta that came from me. That came from me. <laughs> I be art, you know what I mean? Just let it live. Let it breathe. And don't be scared to let it go. And that's something that I had to get comfortable with before. Because that was actually my first tape I ever dropped. Yeah. And the first single I released, it was Square Earth came out first. And that was like a month before the project. That was the first song I ever released. Uh-huh. I'm not new to making music. I'm not new to rapping. But I'm very new to putting it out there and to finishing songs, to taking recording seriously, to, you know, doing music on a level where I'm really packaging it, you know, I'm putting it together as an mm-hmm. artist, as a rapper. So it was cool. And now I'm looking at the game from the other side. You know, before I was just making these songs, really, at a certain point, I was like, I'm going to start putting these together for a project. Yeah. At that point, I was just making music. So now I'm looking at it as like, I've done it once, and I'm working on like three, four other tapes right now. I got in the mix, collab tapes, things like that. Nice. And I'm just excited to do it all again. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Um, so we were talking earlier, you said, you know, you farm. Um, and I forget who nice. you said. You said you farm with someone, but my question was, um, your um, project is called Green Alchemy. Does that have anything to do with you being a farmer? Yes, it does. <laughs> it's, it's, got, it's got several metaphors. You know, Green Alchemy is a vast concept. Yeah, philosophically, uh-huh. spiritually, scientifically, yeah. emotionally, <laughs> all that. <laughs> But um, all that shit. Yeah, Green Alchemy definitely comes down. It's definitely in the frap music genre. Frap mm. music, farmer trap. Um, no, frap? Frap music. Yeah, frap not, music. No Frappuccino. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Frap music, farmer trap. Uh, FFPA stands for Future Farmers of Post America. Uh-huh. We didn't say anything about farming on the song. But yeah, <laughs> however, Keme, we, we're building a figuratively farm together right now. We did. Actually, we had just got back from Portal, which is where our farm is at. It's a 40 mm-hmm. acre plot. Portal. building a farm for the future when america crumbles nice and society falls apart that's where we're gonna go post up smart so if nice. you're part of the gang come through yeah i'm know, call- you the first one i call man yes bro pull up this is like really what we're working on for the future and uh we had just got back from portal when we recorded ffpa so like uh-huh. it was just like a couple of days ago and we just hopped in the studio and then you know i, I put the, the hook down off the top he was writing the verse he laid his shit down then i did the second verse afterwards um, that's produced by Popstar Benny and Tyler Ocean, which I forgot to shout them out earlier, and also two amazing producers. Man. So yeah, and Ukemi and I were part of a, a group. It's called the Association for the Advancement of Where Arts in Action. That's our collective, uh-huh. and that's like it's that's what does that got. spell like as an acronym? It's A five. A five. Okay. A five. I think that's what that's who you said when you farm. You said when you text me, you were saying I farm with A five, right? Okay. It's A five. You could say A A A A A if you want to, or you could say Ah. But I say A five. It's probably the easiest one. But yeah, that's our group. You know what I mean? So like when we first started, that should be. I was like chant Ah. Ah. Definitely get people hype. I'm sorry. I'm sorry calling that out in my ad libs you go to like farmers ah, conventions or something like that like just like walking there just ah. <laughs> love it <laughs> so yeah so green alchemy you know um i mean you can make green from nothing because you put a seed in the ground and then it sprouts and that is the process of green alchemy green alchemy Absolutely. is the creation of life which we have the power over and you know there's a lot of philosophies and theories about trees and how they're all connected they speak to each other to me trees like the hair of the earth you know what i'm saying like the hair the of the I can earth that. i can and i can then, like um, the ground is the skin that. and then like i guess the water is like the blood yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. definitely dealing with an issue right now because mm. 
<laughs> Looking. Let's pour it out. But yeah, so Green Alchemy is, is, is all part of the earth, you know, and it's also, and I, you know, I had a little promo video on my IG where I kind of addressed what Green Alchemy meant to me. And it actually comes from the word alchemia, which is an uh -huh. Arabic word. So it's also related nice. to my heritage and my culture. And that comes from the Egyptians, who I believe were one of the initial creators of alchemy. Uh -huh. Arabs made all kinds of shit. They made algebra. I'm pretty sure they created letters. Or like the letters we use today are the number. I think it's the numbers we use today are like Arabic numbers. Like they mm -hmm. were created initially from Arabs back in the day. Yeah. And so, yeah, alchemia. And that's where the word came from. And I'm trying to remember what the exact like what they were doing in ancient Egypt with it. Probably make some chemicals, trying to get high, make solutions. Yeah. You know, initially the whole idea of alchemy, and you know, I was introduced to the idea of alchemy when I was a kid uh -huh. through, it was a game on the, on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, I'm about to say it had to have been a game, Bro, right? it was it's a like... game on the Game Boy Advance, and it was like a very strange, like role-playing game where uh -huh. it's like, it's got turns in it and stuff like that, but like, it also had like a really deep story attached to it, and it was all about alchemy. And Fire Emblem? It's not quite Fire Emblem, but it's that style of game. It's like that style, Fire Emblem. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Um, And that's like probably where I first got introduced to the concept. But, you know, initially they say it's about turning a metal to gold. They're just trying mm -hmm. to create gold from nothing. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. And so the alternative idea behind green alchemy is you could turn green to gold. Okay. You yeah. turn green to gold. It's possible. Man. And a lot of people, you know, they understand how you can make it grow off a tree, but that's what the album's about. And yeah. to hear more about what that means, how to turn green to gold, that's what like the project is really about. Sick. Yeah. My favorite is Jasper on the album for sure. Produced by Argov also. Argov? His name, Argov, yeah. Who's Argov? Argov is a producer. Um he does a lot of um like a lot of these underground artists work with him. A lot of them from New York work with him. He works mm -hmm. with Euro Droog. He's done some, Ooh, some, yeah. some beats with him. Um he and nice. got a lot of like it's got a lot of boom bap soul sample elements to it like obviously what was in jasper i think it was a miles davis sample mm -hmm. i feel like i should know exactly what sample was but i don't like to ask because that's like sample snitching but it's kind of like a sample snitching it's like <laughs> an obvious sample though i feel like i should know it but um sometimes but yeah, it's nice to not know it love that beat got a music video out for that check it out i was in joshua tree in the mountains shooting that one wow fits the, the vibe of this song really <laughs> dude i was i didn't go see mountains for the first time until i was probably like like 20 something bro same and like uh that shit is cool man the elemental force is crazy mm, bro where are you raised wisconsin oh, okay. milwaukee wisconsin nah okay it's like a big ass lake no nah, okay. there's no mountains in wisconsin that's news to me yeah <laughs> mad mountains in milwaukee but i guess not nah milwaukee. <laughs> milwaukee is like a just a fucking dirty ass city man mm. I mean, it sounds bad when you say it like that, but all like you know, New York City's dirty type yeah, shit. Yeah. People, you know, Cities. people love New York City, but I'm just I didn't I wasn't trying to shit on Milwaukee, but it is what it is. Yeah, it's not like a beautiful mountainous mm -hmm. uh, paradise. What did you feel when you saw mountains for the first time? That's amazing. It's fucking dope, man. You know, when you see things that like, you know, that you've never seen before, that you always see in like books and pictures and movies yeah. and shit. It, uh, it's 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 a little surreal, but you know, you know, it's like. I don't know, man. It, it was dope, though, bro, because, like, I felt so small. You know, whenever you see something so big, you feel like, you know, you're so insignificant. Really Sometimes you feel that, that, you know. It really shows yeah. scale. Yeah, for sure. I want to go uh, hiking in some mountains, man. Got to. Go, uh, go backpack, something like that. California's yeah. really good for that type of stuff. Have you seen Attack on Titan? Mm -hmm. I haven't seen Attack on Titan. You, yeah, you never seen Attack on Titan? No. Nah. Right, I won't spoil anything, but the whole concept is, like, it's pretty good. at the beginning of the story, it's like, they're in these walls protecting from these monsters on the outside. Mm -hmm. And the best friend Titans. of the main character, yeah, the Titans. Mm -hmm. The best friend of the main character, he has this book and it shows like deserts and mountains and oceans and 
like all these like natural phenomenons and because yeah. they're in the walls they've never seen them and that's like the central theme of the show is them like trying to survive long enough to see the sea for the first time yep interesting um, and i got a bar actually on green alchemy it's my favorite bar of the whole project <laughs> wow i said um you can call it alchemy the way i shuffle between trees Captain Levi with my scouts smoking Jaeger by the sea. Wow. If you, if you, if you watch yep. uh, Attack on Titan, you'll understand why that bar is hard. That man, Aaron Jaeger, <laughs> let's go, baby. Yeah, you got to go Jaeger do your homework for that one. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's I got a lot of anime references throughout the tape. What's your favorite anime? Is it is it Attack on Titan? You know, I really like Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan, it's like, pretty good. It, it grips me, you know what I mean? Like, in a way that a lot of shows don't. Oh, yeah. I like, it's captivating. I used to not watch TV because I mm. didn't like to be that, like, captivated by story mm-hmm. but now i think i'm living my life more like the way i want to these days so yeah. it's okay for me to get like lost in some shit yeah like back then i was like gotta stay focused whatever now i just do what the fuck i want but attack on Titan captivated me i think naruto probably is my favorite mm-hmm. just because there it is so i had two other brothers and they both got me into the most important things really in my life or the most influential things one got me into rap music that was my middle brother and then my older brother got me into anime mm-hmm. both around the same time when i was younger um you know two like concepts that are really popular in america at the time um i don't know how how big an influence anime had back home in lebanon back then but that was like the biggest things i got introduced to you know yeah. in american culture i feel like even though Jap- obviously anime from japan but um i was watching naruto when i was like in sixth grade and i watched it all the way through and it just like was so inspiring as a child um, you know what i mean <clears throat> and then i never watched shippuden which is like the second installment yeah until yeah. i was an adult so in the pandemic like throughout the pandemic i was doing all kinds of things i did when i was a kid like i played half-life all the way through which nice i did when i was a kid you play half-life hell yeah i played it all the way through i did that when i was a kid i watched that's avatar again mm-hmm. that's something i did when i was a kid i got back into anime because i was not watching anime before the pandemic like into it like i am now and so i rewatched all naruto and then i watched shippuden and it i like just finished it like last week uh-huh. it's been like a journey and naruto is just so cool you know he's like abolitionist he wants to show love to everybody never gives up it's all these characteristics that i feel like are inspiring and yeah. like the world of it is just so vast seems like naruto has like this like cult following man because yeah. like oh yeah I, I, when i went to do the spartan race yeah, i saw man. people coming through with the, <laughs> they with got the, the sasuke headband, headband man. Yeah, or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. that shit was Definitely uh cult following. my girl yeah. just started watching it she's not really into anime but i like have been getting into it because like she sees how excited i get yeah. mm-hmm. talking about it you know what i mean yeah so like, now she's watching watch. naruto and she's like this is amazing <laughs> we watching it with her that's dope man it's getting lost yeah. join the cult i'm not yeah. i'm not too, too into anime myself man but i've had like times in my life where like i've kind of like gotten like little spurts of it i think the first time well I, technically the first time it's like you know animes like that aren't really considered animes like pokemon mm. and like other like yeah, shows like that i mean i guess it counts technically it is i mean technically as far as like you know like anime by like by technical yeah. definition yeah. it like is but avatar is not anime but i, I, I kind of see it i feel like that fits too yeah. it, may, it, it might not be the closest it's like american but, you know. anime yeah That's the yeah, thing, yeah. You know, like it's the american anime but my my friend when i was in like an eighth seventh eighth grade he like stayed over the night at my house and he left his uh his manga and i had never read a manga before Ooh, and he left it story. and i read it and i was like wow this is crazy you <laughs> that's know a side quiz. you know that, and that's like <laughs> it is it's weird because if you've never seen one of those before you you, you got to read it backwards mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying there's mm-hmm. you know what you other book you're gonna no 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 i'm just saying what other book you're gonna get when you're a kid that you have to read backwards that's you know it just like shows you that the world is big yeah 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 okay people are doing shit in all kinds of ways uh, made me want to read more, but Wait, never did. I'm not even sure. And honestly, like, does Naruto have mangas? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It actually yeah. might have been a Naruto yeah, manga. Yeah. And that yeah. was so popular. I bet at that time, yeah. it's likely what it was. That's yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I really like Naruto. I fuck with Death Note too. 
Death um, Note's good. I like it just because it's a one-off season. You know, I appreciate that. I was big yeah. into Bleach when I was a kid. What do you think of Baki? Or you is know, it I've never Baki? seen Baki. Okay, my uncle like was like, "Yo, you gotta watch Baki," and I watched like one episode. It's pretty it was good. cool. Yeah, yeah, it was Maybe cool. fighting. Yeah, yeah. I think I need a. It's it's like some of those things where you kind of like gotta force yourself into. You gotta kind of like immerse yourself and like really drive into like four or five episodes mm-hmm. to really get into it. At least from my it. perspective. You check out a uh, check out Hunter X Hunter if you get a chance. Hunter to. X Hunter. Yeah, man. Uh, old old gal of mine. Uh, she put me on to Hunter X Hunter back in the day, and we watched the whole series basically together. And I remember it. It's a lot of episodes, a lot of time investment, but the ROI on watching it is definitely worth it because <laughs> return on investment. Because it's, it's a lot of episodes, but you get a lot of you get a lot out of it. Yeah, it definitely leaves you emotionally touched in a myriad of different ways. Stories just make you feel things. Music makes you feel things, and it's right? feeling things that are creating things that make other people feel things. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's really a cycle of just creation, and that's. Sometimes I'm like, are birds making beats or are they talking? Like, what are they doing with all these sounds? It's beatboxing. Yeah, I wonder. Is it just like us? You know what I mean? Like, are they just doing what we do? You know, I I, kind of wonder that on the same scale. But if you tell somebody that, like, some most people might think you're like crazy. But like, Mm -hmm. I think of it in a way like it's like, do the birds know that? Like, are they trying to be in sync with each other? You know what I'm saying? Like, are they like trying to create like Mm -hmm. something collectively? to i don't i don't maybe mm. like you know like i, I don't know because you know like that's how birds right. communicate with each other and shit so what if like a bunch of birds are trying to communicate with a bunch of other birds at mm. once or like, like something like that i mean it's like how bees all like they'll do the same movements mm-hmm. or whatever like they'll be in sync sometimes or certain certain animals will just like sync up because they're moving as like collective bodies yeah you so you can I mean? see flocks of birds in the sky there you go yeah exactly they're Flying like that on purpose. They're you moving know what I'm saying? in unison. Yeah, yeah. Most definitely. And that that's also comes down to green alchemy too. It's just like, it's like the rhythm of the earth. Uh-huh. That's mm-hmm. green alchemy. Because that's how the earth created like us. That's how we're here right now. It's just the process of, you know, um, uh, see, I'm thinking yeah. about like eighth grade biology now. Meiosis, mitosis. Mitosis, mitosis. A little bit of biology, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Put, I should put that in a bar or something about mitosis. I had a little bit uh, more anime on my mind. Uh, have you? It's an anime movie. and I, uh, It's Fist of the North Star. Have you I've seen heard it? Of I've North heard Star. of that. Is that, a, is that a Miyazaki joint? I, I have no idea. It was on like, you know how is they that? put like, um, animes over like mashups on yeah. YouTube yeah. and shit. Music, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was Action Bronson like, and Cooking Soul. And, oh, that's right. Yeah. It has like an anime on there. It, that's what it is. Fist, Fist of the North Star. It made me go watch Fist. it. Fist of the Fist North of Star. Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Akira? Yes, I have seen Akira. Bro. Akira was cool. Um, crazy. Yeah, Akira was crazy. Spirited Away was the first anime movie I saw. It's good, man. And I like how it plays the that role Ghibli Studio Ghibli. Yeah, Heck like, yeah. I love the Studio Ghibli movies. All of them. I uh, see. Princess Mononoke is my number one. Bro. That's is that with the wolves? Yes, with the yep. wolves. Yeah. And that's Green Alchemy. Princess Mononoke is a Green Alchemy like movie to me. Like, yeah. it just Very re- nature influence. Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah. Respecting Earth, you know what I mean? And also right. like how it's just like harmony. So much about what goes on. And also what I appreciate about anime is like the metaphors inside of it. It's mm-hmm. like, really just about ele- like elemental harmony, environmental harmony. Bro, uh, Studio Ghibli be making them goddamn ASMR movies, man. Straight up, bro. Like, <laughs> the food they, like so good. They, the Japanese be on some sexy ass shit, bro. I swear to God, they're bro. It, bro. They're smooth with it for sure. They know what they're yeah. doing, and it's crazy. You ever out. like the sounds like when they're like eating and shit, and like the fucking like, dude, it's it's they like the rice ass like a perfect ball of rice. They and it's like, even oh. <laughs> even as a kid, it's kind of like it's like satisfying to like the whole like collection of it. Man. It's fucking yeah. crazy. And it's it's crazy how. <laughs> it hits as a kid and as an adult 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just sure. like, and it's like there's no realm of possibility with when you're drawing something. Just like when you're making music, there's no, well, there's an unlimited realm of possibility. I mean, there's no limit on the realm of possibility. When you're uh, drawing things, you know, when you're making music, like when you act and stuff like that, when you perform all these these other type of art forms, mm-hmm. like obviously it's still art, it's still creating, and it can go in all kinds of directions. But I feel like music and like anime drawing like these kind of things the way you can just build a whole new world. yeah only limits are the it's ones so you put inspiring. in yourself yeah it's just so inspiring who was a uh, who's one of your favorite rappers growing up growing up yeah okay so i was telling you about how my brother put me on anime yeah put me on rap music mm-hmm. and this is like a quintessential free hamsy like like legacy story i feel like yeah is when i first got into rap my brother put me on to lupe fiasco and most deaf yeah and that type of tip like that type of music also canon these are like my favorite three rappers when i was like in sixth grade and the thing that they all got in common is they're all speaking arabic in their songs like the opening like uh words on um food and liquor appreciate uh-huh. saying a prayer from the quran uh-huh. which is pretty much saying keep the devil away from me in the name of God. Yes. Yeah, um, and when I heard that as a kid, you know, in America, I had zero representation as like a young Arab. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? As a young Muslim, there's it wasn't a lot of things that was in the media or around me, especially growing up in Austin, because I've been in Austin for most of my life. Yeah. And it was like rap music was the first time that I actually got a taste of that, or I saw myself in an art form that was just like American. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I really appreciated rap for that. I really appreciated those artists just for being Muslim. Like it just meant something to me. Yeah. And that's why I always gravitated towards rap. That's why I always loved rap music. Cause I really saw myself in the way these artists were expressing themselves. Mm-hmm. And they were just so cool too. And they're so witty and they're like so smart, mm-hmm. like their bars and they were just being so they like slick. food and liquor, really one of my favorite albums ever. Oh, it's great. <laughs> um, and especially at the time, you know, I don't really like open my, spotify and like play some lupe right now but like i see how it influenced me as a kid got me into yeah. writing oh, yeah. poetry got me into writing songs like it got me into the whole game so that's really what i was into when i was young i feel like that's what enticed me yeah and then today i'm listening to different types of shit um when when yasin bay drops some music i'm gonna tap in you know? <laughs> but i'm like not super familiar with his catalog like that i just like respect him as an mc and for everything yeah. he's done so. i just know like generally like hit I like listen to. That I enjoy both sides is good. Yeah. Most Def a lot yeah. through like Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, figure, he's always like icon. rapping on the Chappelle show, and like yeah, even you know. like that one time when he was rapping in the car. Yeah. And Dave Chappelle was just like just in the car in the front <laughs> just seat, just like jamming this. with him. And shit. Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah, that shit's crazy. It's like classic freestyle. He's like in the woods somewhere, surrounded by some people. I bet. And man. he's like rapping, and I think he, and I even think in that freestyle he said something about Palestine, and it's like. Uh-huh. That's another thing. I'm like, yes, bro. Like, you, like, I, I just felt represented by, by what they were saying. So it got me into it, and I was just like listening to rap ever since. Dude, most def, he uh did some shit back in the day, bro. It was like a protest for uh yeah some shit, and he did like some force feed and shit through his oh, nose, yeah. like yeah. Guantanamo Bay thing. Yep. Dude, to show that how, shit how was awful it was. Ridiculous, crazy. What a fucking yes, savage, bro. bro. They're speaking up for Muslims too. Like that's yeah. why it, it meant something to me. Really, like yeah. Lupe had that song, words I never said. And he's like talking out about he's like speaking out against the Iraq war, speaking uh-huh. out against, you know, saying free Palestine and stuff like that, which is like central to who I am. That's like one of my goals in life is to play a role in the freedom of Palestine. Yeah. That's yeah, like really yeah. what I'm doing it for. And I feel like in these kind of these kind of major problems you're faced with regarding the people that like your people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's tough to really feel like you're making an impact. And yeah. sometimes you go years without really being involved in it because you're just yeah. processing 
trying to figure out how to get yourself to the place where you can make the biggest impact oh, yeah. and play the role you're meant to play. And so when I make music and when I like advance my career, when I grow as an artist, I'm thinking about Palestine, I'm thinking about Lebanon, I'm thinking about all my people across the world. Yeah. And I'm thinking about what got me into this shit in the first place was, yeah. you know, that full circle, the way it kind of like spreads across everywhere. So Yeah, and you and you hail from Lebanon, correct? Yeah, that's like that's my people, you know what I mean? Lebanon is where all my family came from before me. Mm-hmm. It's where most of my family was at. A lot of my family has since then immigrated to America, but when we were here, it was really just us. Like we were yeah. the only family out of my extended family that came out here. Wow. And then like my dad had a brother as well. Um what I mean, so, like, what brought what brought y'all here? Just generally a better life, or what? Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's that immigrant mindset, and also, uh-huh. I feel like, you know, any artist that comes from immigrant background, or even like if I have fans that come from immigrant background, people that fuck with my music, I feel like they'll relate on a different scale too, because that's like universal experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. came for the bag, you know, mm-hmm. um, and they came to get education and solidify like a future, you know, for the yeah. family. And when I'm yeah, out yeah. here following my own calling as a free-spirited person as somebody who is has the option of making a choice to serve like to, to be this on the survival mode make these sacrifices yeah give yourself to like corporate work or you know setting aside the things that you really want to do so you can take care of your family and stuff like that mm-hmm. i think a lot about like what brought them here and, and what they sacrificed to put me in this position mm-hmm. and that's why it's so important to me to still maintain my connection and still remember my people back home and never oh, yeah. let that be forgotten because it's like now i also have a responsibility i'm definitely a person who feels a personal responsibility to the people around me yeah to love you know what i mean to 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 doing the right thing you know and to to not letting go of that of that legacy so so that's what i think and i'm excited to start rapping arabic bro because there's a lot of you better start rapping in rappers bro you better start rapping in arabic i mean i would like to i speak arabic i read and i write it as well getting a little rusty but but there's Damn, some I, hard Arabic rappers, bro. I bet. Dude, it's always weird when people rap in different languages because it's like, uh, it would confuse me. I mean, I, I don't I only speak one language, like, right? Hey, but it's like, that, but it's like English? <laughs> you're rhyming the words as they rhyme in your in the selected language yeah. rather than like, but like if you're, but if you know English too and you know what these words mean, you know they don't rhyme. So mm. that shit would kind of throw me off. I it's feel crazy. Like. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy. When we watched, you know, foreign a foreign film and they're like mm. singing this beautiful beautiful song and you read the yeah. lyrics and you're like the fuck are they talking about like, <laughs> like, no flow. Yeah. it's like if you read that's them in english it just like sounds like a like a Shop, bunch of like, like sentence like, fragments yeah. or something like, i don't know that's kind of it's kind of nice thing about it though you don't even need to know what they're saying to know right. that it's beautiful it's yeah it's i love like like there's a lot of fucking uh i don't know if it's not reggae thrown i think it's it's not tahano there's so many like different like yeah. types of hispanic music this is i, I love these like songs like like danza kuduro right mm-hmm. right right that song is fucking dope and uh it's not even in english bro and it's like everybody be Danzaku, i don't know it's, like it's a hype thing it's not like some slow shit like cumbia or like no 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 it's like some like party and then uh there's a song called note video but it's like i don't know any other words to this shit and it just sounds but like you get lit when these voices on. in sync with other sounds mm-hmm. if it just clicks it clicks you know it's kind of mm-hmm. like a luxury you know yeah. to be like, like just kind of being ignorant who doesn't to, speak your language to, yeah. to to have like a fan that doesn't speak your language listening to your shit it's like it's like it'd be cool if they know what you're saying it'd be cool if huh. they could feel you but it's just a whole different experience they're really only feeling your vocal expression like it's yeah. not being distracted by the words and that's why yeah. i respect yeah, yeah. artists like you know how people talk about mumble rap or whatever yeah it's yeah. like let people mumble bro i love i love listening to music just 
strictly for the sonics, bro. Yep. Straight up, man. I love that shit. cool. Like, if somebody gets in the booth and they're trying to mumble, like, bro, I guarantee most people that hate on that type of music or any music where... It's narrow-minded. You know, it's narrow-minded. And it's like, bro, you cannot sound like this, like, sauced up, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds (laughs) good for a reason. People like it for a reason. Yeah. You know? I think it's... they're like you just have to listen harder honestly people just don't want to like you can really hear what they're saying yeah they're nobody's yeah, like i mean like, there are people who are just like kind of like mumbling off a couple like bars here and there but like for the most part people just don't want to like, wanna, like bro like yeah, they're, they're yeah. saying words <laughs> yeah like, yeah although i'm waiting for somebody to start to so, like on like a major platform just like second verse like you expect them to come in and it's just like doop, 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 yeah, just, <laughs> just some barrington <laughs> levy style business hell yeah, yeah. That's, that's like like orlando brown did on dj vlad when he's talking about how he was like he's talking about like his like relations with Raven Simone and he's like she gave me that oh my <laughs> that's god that's what I know from the meme oh man some DJ Vlash shit bro foolish yeah. careful out there <laughs> but Damn, yeah man. so it's like I definitely want to get more into like you know rapping in Arabic at some point but who, who is a, a good Arabic rapper because I bet a lot of people have no idea yeah. who the first Arabic rapper would be who is someone if they're like I want to learn more about Arabic rappers who would you put them on to you know that's a good question I'll say myself is that I'm still <laughs> Bam. getting into it easy I'm gonna tell you I'm still getting into it I'm still breaking into the whole scene but I can say a few though yeah, so yeah. Like, I just got hip to this dude from Sudan his name is Da Finci it's D-A-F-E-N-C-I-I I believe uh, you heard this guy yeah, yeah you see that video he did and my homie who's actually Sudanese, he put me onto it. Uh-huh. And, and it's hard, bro. The video's crazy. Nice. It's called uh, King Al Halaba is the name of the song. No. And oh, I forgot what Al Halaba means, bro. Halaba. Yeah, but King obviously means King. Um, he goes hard. And then there's a rapper from New York named Faluka. Uh-huh. F E L A K U H. I'm spelling off the top of my dome. I'm like, Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Close and enough. yeah, she's really, really talented. Has a lot of different genres. You know what I mean? And is blowing up right now. And so those are just two I know off top. She's from Egypt. Uh, da Vinci's from Sudan. So, yeah, I'm, like, excited to get into, like, the world of it uh-huh. because I've really been in my own scene. And, like, my favorite genres, like, I love plug music. Mm-hmm. I love trap music. I love, even I love, like, this new wave of boom bap coming up, like, yeah. you know, Mike and Mavi and uh, Pink Sifu and uh, Red Veil. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And um, Mike got some hits. Yeah, Mike is really, really good. And I, I love that scene. I love what they're doing with it. And oh, you're talking about the guy. His just name. His name is just Mike. Mike. Yeah, okay, yeah, I know you're talking yeah, about. Um, yeah, it's like T6 Mike or something online. I like that whole scene. I think it's really cool. You know, uh, this documentary just dropped on YouTube. It's like a SoundCloud documentary on the plug scene in Atlanta. Uh-huh. And a couple of the artists I worked with, Benny, who's a friend, Maya, they're like being featured on it. And nice. it's cool to see these regional pockets. You know what I mean? Just yeah. see how these regional pockets blow up. The Houston scene is amazing. Like, oh yeah. Like. And it's just so cool to see how the styles manifest. Like in Houston, you see a lot of Travis Scott influence with like the new generation. Yeah, and yeah. that's just mm-hmm. cool to see, you know, because you see like the trajectory. Yeah. Of artistic influence, and it's just goes from dope. like DJ Screw, Screw Up Click, all the way up to Travis oh, Scott, yeah. and just all the things that sprout out from that. Everything else around it, and and yeah. Texas is so damn big, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, like so many different sounds. Oh, that's so great. I think. Styles. Yeah, I think uh, Dallas. Uh, you know a lot of cool people come out come out of dallas but uh you were just talking about houston two houston rappers that uh, i really like I, they haven't put out much lately but there's a guy named yj okay uh, dude yj yeah. nice yj uh he, he's pretty nice and then you got uh, a guy named doe man he's a hispanic guy oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah he, he goes hard he's had some shows i hear oh uh no he's got this guy's not from uh 
Houston, but he hangs out. He he, was, he does a tour with Doe Man. Okay. Um, Southside Hoodlum. You ever heard of oh, Southside yeah. Hoodlum? Yeah. He's from San Antonio. He works with Big Text Johnny, who loves yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice Swim. And yeah. Yeah, man. A couple times back with Pantheon. You good people. Dude, honestly, producer, like bro. for a bro, second, his stuff is crazy. It just hits, and the way Southside rides on them, yeah. bro. I'm glad you said that because I actually want to re-listen to that tape you dropped at the beginning of the pandemic. It's like the orange cover. One yeah. with OJ on it. Yeah, he did a screwed screwed version of bro, it. Bro, it's. Oh, and the God. videos crisp it's so crispy it's man work, like, great work there's a track called double r's on there shit is oh, crazy he just raps like that. this the whole time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like great to vibe to man yeah. Love it, shout man. out Southside Hoodlum man hell yeah um, so, so so you you when you were born like uh, you were born in Lebanon or you came here like I was born in America born in America yeah, but like you were here like basically like uh your family, you said, immigrated here. Yeah. And how old were you when you said you were born in America? Yeah, I'm sorry, my bad. No, you good, you good. Yeah. It's confusing, honestly. And like I said, I just mm. arrived in America. Yeah, yeah. I don't really claim it. I it's claim it for how it. I was raised. It influenced yeah, yeah. me, but I think like more macro, bro. I think of like the legacy of my soul, my well, spirit, what yeah, my soul yeah. has been, what what like led me to this moment. And also, well, like, and it's one thing raised. you know, you know what I'm saying? Like you, yeah, exactly. you know what I'm saying? It's like so, like sure. a lot of people don't really know, like Definitely. you know where they come from, and specifically, I it's feel a like to have that connection, I have a yeah. place to go to because America is fucked. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And Lebanon is fucked too, but like it can be fucked with my people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'll be in it together. America's like you got all kinds of things going down at the same time. It's like <laughs> part of the empire. Yes, yeah, that's, that's the weird thing about America. It's a big old melting pot, but it leaves you feeling a little bit siloed in your own experience in a lot of ways. Yeah, and it's intentionally isolationist as well. Uh-huh. And a lot of communities are better at staying with each other than others, you know what I mean? But it's meant to, it has an isolationist culture. And it's like even with A5, going back to the farm, something that we really care about is like intentional architecture uh-huh. that deviates from the traditional box home, box room. Yeah. Like a room that's a dome. Mm-hmm. Or like a room that's an oval, you know? Yeah, or a I can room dig it. That, that is not four walls, because this is a product of efficiency. Yeah, you know uh-huh. what I mean. Uh-huh. It's like they're like, what's the most efficient way to punch a bunch of rooms that can be used for something together? Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Very utilitarian. Very, yeah, exactly. Utilitarian. It's a good. Word. That's a good word. Um, and so like on the farm when we first start building our our like properties on there start developing the land, you know what I mean? Right now, it's all land rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, and going back to the farm, can I talk on the farm a little bit more? I was, I've, I'd yeah, be offended yeah, if you yeah, didn't yeah. talk about yeah, the farm. Oh, for sure. Because that, that's, like, something I can, it's, like, music, farming, and it's, like, I can just, like, go on about it. Let me ask yeah. you this. I have been what waiting do you, for, What do you want to uh, grow on the farm? What do I want to grow on the farm? I think okay. you, I've seen you have been growing, you grow shit already, man. Yeah, like, so, I've seen stuff on your Instagram, so much right fruit and shit. Blessed. Shout out to the Museum of Human Achievement, the MOHA, over on the east side. They're grow stuff in their yard, and they've been letting us use like Sick. as like an ex- a farming experiment yeah, yeah because all right the reason that we're farming is because you can see by the way society is currently moving that supply chains have shortages yeah they can make absolutely. a choice to take things away from you any moment mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it would be foolish to think that we won't see the time when all this goes down you yeah. know what i mean it's possible it's could very unsustainable make it lifetime it pos- it's possible that we might not see it mm-hmm. but to me I'm like, that's a lot, like 50 more years, you know what I mean? It's like, I think so, you can see the effects of already going down. And it's like having the skill, the ability to grow your own food and to survive off your own land, survive off, oh, your, own, essential. off your own alchemy, you know, off creating your own food and feeding yourself in that kind of, uh, that kind of autonomy is a skill that's not only underrated, it's overlooked and it's just like, it's so essential. And it's something that we're getting further and further away as technology develops. Yeah, yeah. 
People get so comfortable, metaverse, you know, like they ain't, they ain't got no, no protein gar- in the metaverse. Nope. <laughs> yeah. No calories in the metaverse. Right, I'm right, saying. Right. So right now at the farm itself, we have beets, lettuce, spinach, carrots, tomatoes, which are tomatoes are doing great right now. They're nice. Sprout. Hell yeah. Uh, cantaloupe, watermelon, um, chard, which is like the leaf of the beet that's edible as well. Um, and what was the one I was really excited about? We also had some potatoes that grew, which was really cool. Nice. On the farm itself, make some French I'm fries. Like, what you say? <laughs> make some French fries. Make some French fries. Nah, yeah, I think they're still in the fridge. I really should go home tonight and make some French fries. Chop them up. Yeah, chop it up and just fry it. Yeah, right. Yeah, make yeah. some breakfast potatoes. Well, yeah. What kind of what kind of potato? We talking about a just regular guy? We talking about sweet potatoes? We think that russet that russet potato. Okay. Okay. Like, okay. It was like it was like the size of my fist. I was very impressed. The rest of the potato plants died, and that's what's been beautiful about the experience is R.I.P. the failure of it. Uh huh. So yeah, important. Yeah. Because life and death is a cycle of everything. Yep. And mm-hmm. like being in the farm itself, like in the, the garden and pulling something out and seeing that it didn't make it, that's something that you just got to accept. Yeah. yeah. But then, you know, I have a plant, a ZZ plant in my studio itself. Mm-hmm. Um, in Sahar Studios, which is a studio I run. I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But I have the ZZ plant and it died in the frost mm. and it was like dead, dead. But mm-hmm. I was looking at it and I was like, I'm not ready to let this go yet. I'm just going to keep on watering and see what happens. Like six months later, it sprouted again. Ooh, and I'm like, Green yeah, look at that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, boom. Cause you know? and effect. Dude. And so, so yeah, the, like, it's really important. I would encourage everybody to learn how to grow their own food. Even Absolutely. just grow a sprout in your, yeah. in, in your, like, one plant. I'm going to grow some jalapenos. Yeah. <laughs> you know, something that's practical. Because, like, something like that, like some peppers, yeah. that's easy. You know, right, potato, right, right. That's easy. Yeah. Tomatoes, yeah. if you like the tomatoes, that's easy. If you don't, obviously stay away from them. But yeah, I'm I, I'm just excited to grow everything, you know, everything mm. that that can just sustain a life, you know. Yeah, bro, you like cantaloupe? You growing nourish, cantaloupe? Nourish, yeah, we're growing some cantaloupe. And, you man, know, it was I can't get with the cantaloupe, man. Just think about honeydew. You like honeydew? Honeydew? That's kind of looks like a cantaloupe, right? Yeah, but it's like green. Uh, cantaloupe's the orange one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't. I don't think I. I can't say that I have had a honeydew because I don't only remember. Remember, but uh, but cantaloupe, it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> Can do. It's like a, it it's like a it's like a bitter sweet. It does look very appetizing. I'm, just like, I'm really excited to see that come out of plant. You know, like yeah. Just like, oh yeah, absolutely. This, like, yeah. Badass rock. Look at this guy. Know? Like, sure. which caveman saw that and was like, "That's not a rock. That's a fruit." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, you, you gonna grow some watermelon only. or what? Imagine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> some watermelon on the way too. Yeah. I'm like, bro, it's crazy because when we first grew the garden, it's my first time growing food. Uh-huh. I put a bunch of seeds inside one hole because I didn't personally have the faith that one seed was going to turn to a plant. I was like, anything can happen. It's our first time. There could be weeds, too much sunlight, too much water. Let's plant a few just to be safe. And it was like eight plants sprouting off the same hole. And I was like, that's such a lesson. Like, you got to have faith in the seeds you plant. And that always comes back to music. Mm -hmm. You got to have faith in the seeds you plant. You know, when you're dropping music, it's like planting a seed. Let that shit grow. When you're writing a verse and you're making a song, when you're cooking up in the studio, give you gotta give it time to grow. You gotta give it sunlight and love and yeah. water, and nurturing, consistent, nurturing. Yeah. Let it and, age a little bit. And it's like I just love how all these themes come together, and that's really what Green Alchemy is about. Like, it was such a succinct metaphor for the life that I'm leading right now. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. awesome. And that doesn't even have anything to do with the weed aspect of Green Alchemy. So like, yeah, all <laughs> right. oh, to it. So, so tell us a little bit more about this studio you run, man. I want to hear about that noise a bit. So it's Sahar Studios. Now, Sahar comes from the word Sahir, which means magic in Arabic. Uh-huh. So magic studios. Ooh. And I just posted something about it on IG today because it was like about a year ago is when I first started like running my own studio. And the lesson from that is, bro, if you're an artist and you know what's stopping you from creating the way you want to, mm-hmm. like start breaking those barriers down one at a time mm-hmm. and it'll all come together because my biggest problem is that i didn't feel comfortable recording at home mm-hmm. 
And why was, why was that? It just like I didn't want like I was like oh I can't be as loud as I want my neighbors are gonna hear me they're gonna bother me yeah, you know what I mean sure. and it's just like even like developing your voice it's like you kind of have a hesitancy yeah when you're trying to like really take it seriously like you just mm -hmm. want to be a little quieter and it's like I just didn't feel super comfortable being loud and being free in like an apartment yeah so that's when I got my studio and then I realized that this is an experience a lot of people have they want to make music but they don't have the money for studio time or maybe they don't even know where to start or have the capabilities and generally i don't like to a lot of people they record in my studio for free because yeah it's a community space really mm -hmm. like i allow people to just come into space and create in a, in a in a avenue like that for the first time yeah because when you do it once you're in the booth man you listen to that song back <laughs> that's fire yeah it's like channeling your highest self it's true energy it's pure energy and when i first like, felt that when i first was getting hit by like my own voice in a way that I really felt it. I really resonated with it. And I was like, this is a banger. Like making Jasper, you know, you tell me how much you like that song. Yeah, yeah, Like when I, that was off the dome, bro. Almost all Green Alchemy was off the dome. Yeah. I literally just got it's in the booth because when I was trying to write down, I was just overthinking it. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, like, shit. I used yeah. to be a poet, so my whole thing was writing, like writing a piece yeah. and then editing it, getting it perfect and then performing Very it. Very methodical. So it's like, the, I didn't even realize I could do that, you mm -hmm. know? And it's like, shout out my homie Gofway, one of my favorite rappers, close collaborators. Um, he kind of like, like I was really inspired by the way he would be punching in his, his verses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, you don't I need to, that, you yeah. don't need to write down a perfect 16 before you lay it down. Nah, this okay. is all, it's all like character at the end of the day, you know yeah. what I'm yeah. saying? You know, just like kind of like spilling yourself, you know what I'm saying? It's like, and it's like, I kind of resonated with like the overthinking aspect of mm -hmm. it, man, when you're sitting there trying to write a song, bro. Cause I kind of go through that a lot. I come up with my best songs that I just like, I don't like punch in in the booth, but I just come up with them in my head. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It so it like takes bolt a bolt of lightning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I come up with them over like, it's not like quick. So it's like over the course, maybe a couple of days, maybe even months, weeks, whatever. But it's always in my head and I'm always adding to it. You know what I'm saying? And when I'm ready to go in, that's, you know, when I go in and do it. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah. But even then, like, yeah, it's not, it, it, I don't overthink it because I'm not sitting there staring at it. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, it's, and it's, you gotta have the right environment for that. Absolutely. Oh it's yeah. Crazy yeah. About it. And environment is everything. Energy is everything. Because like people don't realize how powerful your energy is. Like getting into spirituality will change your perspective on everything. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Super spiritual person. So it's like the energy, even in the space. Like if you allow any judgment to enter the room, if you allow any hating ass shit to enter the room, mm -hmm. it just stains the process. It's gonna, it's gonna spoil the cr the creation of it. Mm -hmm. And that's why that's like the main philosophy of Sahara Studios is like music is magic it's conjuring it's the conjuring of a spell it's mm -hmm. telling the future manifesting channeling you know what i mean capturing aligning your chakras allowing you know, yourself to be a vehicle exactly of of your own truth and it's like i i appreciate so much what other studios are able to do for me in that sense and building my own studio giving myself that as a gift like granting that to myself trusting myself making the investment in a studio because I wanted to just believe in my own ability to take this shit, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And get in my zone. Um, it was dope. And that's that's what it's all about. It's, you know, my homies are always welcome to come through and record. If people ever want to get in there and put some work together, you know what I mean? It's open for the people. Um, and it's just cool to have a space, you know what I mean? Just a space to be creative. So, yeah. and also it's like, that's how you can make art your job. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm going to just run a studio. Yeah. So all, all I sure. got to do is just get good at this and that's going to have its own income stream. You know, you could really make a successful business off that shit. You feel any like pressure to like, like getting like clientele when you open the studio? Um, I mean, shit, I'm a hustler, man. Mm -hmm. I'm a hustle. I'm going to have my bills. Yeah, I said, I ain't worried about that. And I'm going to have, and I'm going to have 
enough for the expensive salmon dinner, you know, <laughs> living side. it up because yeah. that's how I chose. You know, I used to not care. I used to be like, man, I don't need money. Like, is that superficial? Yeah, yeah. just do exactly what I think is right. And then I'm just like, all right, <laughs> come on, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm get covered. I'm gonna be a hustler because also like Lebanese people, real Arabs, like we're some hustlers. Like that's that's mm-hmm. like a stereotype that I embody and I live by. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, um, get it how you live, and that's what I appreciate is that I I make sure that I'm taken care of with something that is not the music. So that way I'm glad to get clientele because mm. I love the idea of having it as a business that I'm running. But yeah. I don't feel pressure to because yeah. and that's I lovely, allow myself right? to take that pressure off my back using my skills as yeah. a hustler. Yeah. It allows you to see it more as just your space to create rather than like the studio yeah. route. The end goal ain't just like get clientele to make money. It's like mm-hmm. get clientele so you can help forward their ambitions. Exactly. And I respect people who need to, you know, build a business and get clientele, but I just, I know what that can do mm. to to a passion. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I know it can do smite that very quickly. And that's what yeah. capitalism it's like a black is, hole. Bro. Cap- like in all these things we talked about, channeling, you know, uh, chakras, capturing all these things. These are all antitheses to capitalism. They're the opposite yep. of what capitalism is. Mm. They're what you don't want you to do because they don't want you to be aligned with your truth. Because when you're aligned mm. with your truth, you're a threat to the establishment that wants to enslave everyone's minds. Absolutely. That is a fact. It's clear as day. They do not yeah. want you to feel lit. A lot of they people don't, don't want to hear that shit either, bro. They don't even, bro, people <laughs> so don't even realize, you. people don't even realize that they'll be hating on somebody as a vehicle for capitalism to be like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Don't have fun. Yeah. <laughs> don't flex on me. Put don't your, say anything. Put your head down and work. Don't enjoy your career as an artist. Yeah. I don't uh, appreciate it. Yeah, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> and you're like, bro, I'm you not can here come for that. Get yeah. like, right? You can come get in the boot too, bro. You really want to. Feel free. You can go get in the boot too, bro. Damn, yeah, you man. Get that focus right, bro. Like, you get that focus right. Whoa. $80 up in the marketplace, bro. Like, Bam. You can get that focus right. I'm saying. We got a couple minutes left, man. I don't know if you have any last questions or if you have any last thoughts that anybody wants to share, man. Yeah. When do you expect next to go back to Lebanon? Lebanon. When I go back to Lebanon, man, I'm trying to go on my birthday this year, which is December December 20th. Shout out Sagittarius gang. Hey, hey. rock and so I'm trying to go back there. Can't I'm wait take, for December. I'm gonna take the legal limit of racks <laughs> I can take out the country without declaring it on my taxes, and I'm gonna distribute it to my people, man. I'm gonna That's sick. Back. Wait, you're gonna take what? I'm gonna take the legal amount of, of racks I can take out the country. What is oh, what okay. is the legal okay. amount? It's ten bands. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> what I thought. Said, I was like, nah, okay, nah, yeah, nah, that nah. makes sense. <laughs> Angel numbers. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm gonna give it back to my people, man. I'm really excited to go back as somebody who. Like, I'm coming back as a new person every time I go. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So I can't wait for that. And I also just want to shout out all the new music I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm working on EP with Black Child. Nice. An amazing, awesome MC. I'm working on EP with Gofway, one of my favorite rappers ever. I'm working on an EP with my homie Don the Guy, producer out of San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And it's about that time for new music to come. You know, I dropped Green Alchemy. I let it breathe. Um, mm-hmm. I dropped a couple of videos, got more tucked in. But that was my first project. I stepped into the game. I'm really proud of myself for the work I created. Mm-hmm. And I still love that project to this day. And I'm ready to push this shit forward. I'm ready to keep on releasing shit, expanding my sound, developing my artistry. And doing shows, man. I'm trying to get on some stages, bro. They're for not sure. hearing me yet. For really, sure. they're not hearing me all the way yet. Some people are hearing me. Y'all hearing me. They're <laughs> not all hearing me yet. So I'm excited to just like see them all start to hear me you oh know yeah I mean? all in due I'm time looking forward to it just get on those stages and channel in a different way so a lot of new music coming this summer and if you want to cook something up come by sahar studios we'll get it popping love it bang, bang, love bang. it man love it there you have it man it's the loose cannon show we out peace boom